Welcome to the Unstoppable Grit Podcast, where we dive into the mindset shifts and practical tools to help you break through the roadblocks standing between you and achieving your goals. I'm your host, Danielle Kobo, a former Fortune 500 senior sales manager who spent 15 years in the medical device industry and now the best-selling author of the book, Unstoppable Grit. Think of this podcast as your go-to source for career advice and burnout prevention strategies to help you build a career and life you love. Now let's get started. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Dream Job with Danielle Kobo. I am your host, Danielle Kobo, and I'm excited to share my guest with you today. My guest is Barbara Teicher, and she is a TEDx global and women's speaker. She's a published author with her book, It's How You Say It, with 25 years experience developing leaders in Fortune 500 companies. Barbara has a focus on women and helps accelerate women to be influential leaders with greater impact. For over 13 years, Barbara has spoken for over 400 times and done countless workshops for corporations, organizations, and associations. She's the creator of The Propel Her System, which focuses on women and business and brings them through a deep and systematic three-pillar approach to impacting corporate cultures, careers, and mindset. So thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. It's great to be here. Well, we are excited to have you. You have such a wealth of experience and knowledge and in really empowering women. And there's so many nuggets that I took away from reading your book. And I'm excited that we get to dive in a little bit today to talk about some of the things that I loved about your book. And I would encourage everybody to read. Of course, I'll include the book in the show notes. So before we begin, tell us a little bit about your career journey. Wow. Um, It started many, many years ago, and I started out in sales and sales management. From that, I got into training and found uh, the man of my dreams, and he was living in Kansas City. I lived in Dallas, and uh, I moved back to Kansas City because I had family here. And I started working in the telecom industry uh, and started in leadership development. And that grew into um, kind of a liaison position at the executive levels, and that led to speaking. So I spoke for a lot of CEOs, um, CIOs, EIEIOs, as they say, Um, and that's where I got my speaking background and started my business about 14 or 15 years ago uh, with a focus on leadership development and communication that has since, although I still focus there, has since kind of narrowed in on really, really supporting women in business. Well, you've definitely made an impact with women's lives everywhere with the speaking engagements that you've had and speaking all over the world as well. So you talk about in your book, it's how you say it. You talk about think from the outside in and act from the inside out. Will you elaborate on this? Sure. I think most people think of themselves as either what they call type A or type B, right? Either they're analytical and detailed, or they are um, outgoing and personable. To me, I think there needs to be a blend of both. So what I mean by that to answer your question is, when you are making a decision, or you have an issue, or whatever the case may be, think from the outside in. What are the details? What is the data? What does history tell you? What would the subject matter experts say? What is all of that logical information that you need to have to make that great decision? Once you've made the decision, act from the inside out. 
How will it impact the people that are going to be hit by this decision? How will it impact the culture of the company? How will it impact teams? How will it impact working together? So that you're considering not just the business, not just the people, but the whole situation for the betterment of both people and the culture of the company. That's a great explanation of really thinking differently. And, mm-hmm. and I always say the higher you go in a corporation organization, you're thinking about the impact that you make. And when you're thinking, and you're talking about thinking from the outside in and acting from the outside out or from the inside out, that's really a reflection of what, what you see in some of the leaders that are out there today. Hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully. Yes. <laughs> hopefully it wasn't always that way. Yeah. So in your book, you also talk about style communication differences and really the communication differences between men and women. And I would say that, you know, when you look at some of the way that the movies portray successful women, oftentimes I think of the devil wears Prada and it's always this woman who's in high power and she is for lack of a better words, Hmm. Trying to think That's of what, the word, Danielle. Yep, that, mm-hmm. The word you're thinking is the word, yes. Yes. So I know that there's many listeners that sometimes have kids in the car, so be mindful of the language that we use. But Absolutely. yes, in media, in movies, often the woman that is very successful is known as this powerhouse, not very nice. And so what happens is the result of that is it creates this stigma of powerful women. Yes. So elaborate a little bit more about the differences of how men and women communicate and in a corporate setting and how women can communicate to really create their seat at the table. Okay. Uh, I'm going to tell you a short story, personal story that will drive the point home. And then I'll transfer that over to corporate. Um, My husband and I have been married almost 29 years. I keep trying to tell him how lucky he is. But anyway, um, when we were first married and going back to work right after the honeymoon, I thought our first day back, I would call him and tell him I missed him and couldn't wait to see him. Now I'm thinking like me. So I call him and I hear the phone ring and the butterflies and he answers the phone. And this is how that conversation went. Hello. Hi, it's me. Hi, what do you need? I I don't need anything. I just wanted to call and say hi and, and see how you're doing. I'm doing fine. I'll talk to you tonight. Click. So when I got home, I gave him a little feedback. And what he shared was when he was at work, like many of us, he was focused and driven and he didn't really have time. So the next time I called him at work, when I did have something I needed to ask, I started to think like him and thought, okay, I'm going to call. I'm going to ask. I'm going to get off. So that time I called and here was the conversation. Hello. Hi, I have three things to ask you. Thing one, thing two, thing three. Oh, um, yeah, answer one, answer two, answer three. How you doing? How's your day? Right? Well, bottom line, did he really care how my day was? No. But the key is I had to try to think like him and he was trying to think like me to get along. The challenge in corporate and in work, what happens is we just assume people should be like us and we think like us and talk like us. We are drawn to people like us And when they're not, whether we are the person that's direct and aggressive or we are the person that's more personable, if you will, um, there's that disconnect. And the way to to challenge that and to change that is to try and think of the personalities that will be at the table and not don't be yourself, 
but try and modify that style to be a style that they would welcome and not a style they would push back on because you want them to hear your message, not your delivery, right? That is very great. That is great advice because often we communicate. When I was in corporate, we went through different trainings. We go through color insight or we go through personality trainings and, and, and also love languages of appreciation in the workplace. There's a lot of personality trainings that we go to. And often we're communicating in the way that we want to receive communication, but it's completely different. Yes when you're communicating to somebody else. And I almost want to say that my uh, roles in our marriage are a little flipped. (laughs) My husband's like, Oh, you know, he'll drive home and he's going, what are you doing? How are you? And I'm like, I am trying to wrap up work real quick before I then go take care of our kids. Is it it something you need right now? (laughs) I must feel like ours are a little reverse in in our marriage, but. And you know, the challenge with that too, Danielle, in a work setting is, Let's say I go into someone's office and I'm like, hi, how you doing? And they're like, what do you need? In my mind, that translates to me to, I don't care about you. I don't want to talk to you. You have nothing important to say. On the flip side, if if I go into their office and I say, hey, their impression may be, you know, you're, you're too fluff. You don't take things seriously. You don't write when the truth is, is not that way, that perception is different on each side. And so how do we marry those perceptions? And a lot of that is in the book. And a lot of that is what we work on in workshops and things. How do you, how do you modify that approach to that delivery so that you're still yourself? You've got to be yourself, but at the same time, it's something that people will welcome and want to be a part of. So what advice would you give to women out there? Because one of the biggest challenges that we see is there's very few women that are in executive roles. And I worked in an industry, I worked in an aesthetic industry where 90% of the, or I would say 80, 85% of the sales representatives are women. And the consuming product that was sold is 90% women. However, the higher you go in the corporation, the fewer women there are. So it's interesting that the consumer is typically women, the sales reps are women. However, the higher you go in the executive leadership, it's transitions more to a male in executive leadership. So what can women do to really position themselves to stand out as they're climbing up the corporate ladder, as they're going into these leadership positions? Um, it's interesting that you said that, Danielle, because I, I did a TED talk in Kansas, a TEDx talk in Kansas City for TEDx Casey Women. And one of the things that I talked about in that was, without going into all the boring statistics and things, research has proven that companies that are led by women, and by that I mean they are in the CEO position, are, are much more successful financially for the company. The company is more financially successful than those that are led by men. And yet, to your point, they're not there. Why not? And you could say, well, you know, corporate America has typically been male. They don't like to change. Well, if corporate America didn't change, there would be no corporate America, right? So what does it take, to your point? It takes women that are self-confident enough to be themselves and yet strong enough to be gentle. And let me explain that. Some women sit at the table and it's an either or situation. Either I have to go in and I have to knock everybody down and I have to let them know that I am here. Or we do kind of the cultural thing we've been taught. And that is 
we kind of wait until we're invited to speak and then we speak. I have seen, and to answer your, your question specifically, what can people do? I'm going to share three things. One is never apologize for your comments. I have been at a table where a woman has said and started her conversation with, well, you've, you've probably already heard this and this may not work. So if you have, I'm sorry, but hello, quit discounting yourself, right? You have just as much right to be there. And more times than not, your ideas are wonderful because if you're not confident in yourself, right? The second thing I will say is stand up for yourself. And here's what I mean by that. I share something at the table that people go, oh, and 10 minutes later, some guy says the exact same thing and they're brilliant, you know, they're brilliant. A lot of women would sit back and not say anything. To me, I would look at that person and say, that's so funny, I just said that. So help me understand, am I, am I missing this? Um, what is different from what I said? And maybe we can blend the two because there's nothing different. And you're, what you're saying is, hello, right? And the third thing is, do your homework. When you're going to a meeting, not only what is that meeting about, who's going to be there? Why are they there? If I'm sitting in, me in a meeting and there's finance and there's sales and there's marketing and there's, right, they all have a different focus. So when I'm going to share whatever brilliant thing I'm going to share, I want to make sure that as I say it, there is something in there that might catch the eye or the ear of whoever it is that's in finance or whoever it is that's in sales or marketing. So that when I share my idea, it's not just Barb's great idea that you guys should listen to. It's here's a great strategic option that will really bring benefit to every goal that we're, or many of the goals that we're talking about. Right. And to be yourself, don't try to be someone else. Any, anyway, all of that stuff is in that Ted talk, but it's right up the alley of what you're talking about. We will be right back to today's episode. Whether you want to get a promotion, find a new job, increase your sales performance, the feeling of clarity on how to accelerate your career is priceless. The risk of uncertainty is missing out on promotions, lacking leadership experience, unclear on how to break through that glass ceiling. You're left feeling stuck, frustrated, and discouraged. 74% of employees feel like they're not achieving their full potential because of lack of development opportunities. It becomes a lot easier to get there, when you know where you're going, how would you feel if you knew exactly where to go and how to get there? With 15 years of experience in corporate America and a certified leadership coach, I've helped thousands of professionals transform their mind from self-doubt to confidence and courage and gain clarity on how to accelerate their career. I invite you to go to my website, daniellecobo.com. That's C-O-B-O and schedule your career discovery session with me. Thanks for tuning in and back to today's episode. And I'll be sure to include the link in the show notes. I invite everybody to watch the TEDx because it's a, it's a very powerful message on women in leadership. And I thoroughly enjoyed it. It's one of the reasons why I reached out to you, Barbara, because I wanted to, I was, I said, wow, this is an amazing TEDx. I want to, I want her to be a guest on the show. And from what I'm hearing from you is be confident. And part of being confident is not saying sorry. And, and also I invite you listeners, what would it look like if you went a week without saying, I'm sorry, what are some ways that we can kind of shift our language instead of saying, I'm sorry, even the simple ways that we bump into somebody or we're late and shifting from, instead of saying, I'm sorry to, 
thanks for your patience. You know, if you're late to an event or something, thanks for your patience. Cause when you start to say, I'm sorry, it's about us and not so much about the other person and the fact that they were waiting. Right. Right. Um, I think it was the princess diaries, the movie that Julie Andrews played the queen. And when she walked into the room, her niece said, grandma, you're late. And she said, Oh no, honey, the queen is never late. Everyone else is just early. Right. And I, I think that's, I think that's kind of funny what you just said, because that, that reinforces that one of the ways not to say, I'm sorry. And this goes back to the confidence, right? So the, I'm sorry, is just a, an outcome really of the confidence, but when you go into a meeting or you're, you're going to send out an email, I can't stress enough that, that one thing that will help your confidence as well as your perception, people's perception of you, I should say, is to make sure that you are confident in what you're sending. Do I have my facts correct? Do I have my information correct? Have I put, what is the benefit to what I'm suggesting, right? So it's not just, hey, let me share this. What's the outcome? What's the benefit, right? And the more you do those things and the more you know you have done them well, it will start to build that confidence, um, there's something else that I, I talk about a lot in the programs I do, and it's called your pop, which is the power of your presence. As a woman in business, we have an opportunity to have a huge impact on the culture of a company because of the power of our presence. It's called the it factor, right? And, and it's a long story I won't go into now, but all of these things together will help propel women up that ladder and the ladder they want it to be. It's not... I want to be in business, so I have to give this up at home. No, you just need to know how to climb the ladder and what shoes to wear. You know what I mean? So Yes, and that's also about, it's not a matter of that shifting that you're speaking to is, oh, if I climb the corporate ladder, then I'm not going to be at present at home as much. No, it's about understanding your value. It's about understanding that your time is your most valuable asset and setting boundaries. And there you go. Mm-hmm. And I think that was one of the biggest learning lessons I learned. I remember when I was in a leadership role before having my kids and I'm going, how are these women? I feel like I am going a hundred miles an hour and I am just not even creating balance in my life. And I go, how are these moms doing it? And when I became a mom, I learned how to create balance by being very intentional with my time. Or if I'm going to have a call with somebody, there's going to be intention behind it. And I learned to say yes to things. I've also learned to say, yes, I, you know, thank you so much for inviting me to be part of this project. I currently have something that's time sensitive that I'm going to go ahead and take care of right now. So there's ways that you can say yes with also setting boundaries. You know, yes, I can talk to you. Maybe, you know, let's set up some time tomorrow. Right. Right. You know, you said something that I think is so, so important, Danielle, that I'm, I'm going to repeat it. Uh, and that is when you are a woman in business, emphasis on the word woman, because of our culture, we feel like we have to say yes to everything. I even do a program called How to Say No with Finesse, right? But we, we want to say yes at work and yes to the projects and yes at home and yes to the PTA and yes to church and yes to neighbors and yet, right? Because we, we don't want to let anyone down mm-hmm. in the process. What we're doing is exhausting ourselves. So unfortunately, when women have time sensitive careers and, and lives, like we all do, what we tend to do is the first thing that gets pushed out is us, right? Yep. How do we put us back in? 
and make it in, in such a way that you don't feel guilty about it, it actually becomes your priority. Because how can we be good for other people if we're not good ourselves, but we don't, we don't think about that. A thousand percent. I think that was one of the conversations I had with my husband one day is, is ask for help. He's like, I see that you're burnt out. You need to ask for help and, and, and not feeling guilty for it. I remember one of these days I said, okay, I have too much on my plate. You had just gotten back from a deployment. I've been doing everything while you've been gone. So now we get to, we're both working professionals, parents. And so I remember we wrote down a list of all the things, the household chores that get to be done. And we wrote down this list and I said, okay, you choose one, then I choose one. You choose one, then I choose one. So we had the power of making the decision of the ones we wanted to choose. We also divided up the chores. Perfect. Perfect. You know, and, and one thing that I say to women as they're talking about their accomplishments here or what they're doing or whatever, is that I ask them, when is the last time you did something for yourself and what was it? And nine times out of bed, 10, someone will say, I went to bed. I mean, right. But how do you intentionally carve out time that's good for you, right? That isn't a token gesture and yet not feel, to your point, guilty. Why do we feel guilty about this? Nobody else does, right? Why why do we do that to ourselves? But corporate America is interesting because it's it's like building a cake. Everything you do when you are in your career position is an ingredient in that cake, right? If you put too much of something, it throws it off. If there's not enough of something, it throws it off. Or, or maybe you have put the ingredients together in such a way it just leaves a bad taste. So how do you know what to put in and how much to put in and all of those things? And there is a recipe for that. And the recipe is different depending upon what, what position you want, what the culture of the company is, and how badly you want it. How badly do you want this? Because if you want it badly, it's not going to be easy, right? If it was, everybody would do it. But it will be rewarding if you are willing to learn how to bake the cake. Mm, well said. I, I like that analogy of baking the cake. Yeah. So what are three things you want our listeners to walk away from, from our conversation today? Because you, you shared so much valuable information on how women can accelerate their career, create the seat at the table, communicate differently. What are three things you want our listeners to walk away from? I would say, first of all, um, you are worth it. Whatever it is you're choosing to do, climb the corporate ladder, be at home, do all of them, whatever, whatever your goals are, you deserve to have them. That's the first thing. The second thing would be, um, like the book says, it's not what you say, it's how you say it. How are you approaching your relationships, both at home and at work with different people so that they make sense and so that they realize that you are trying to be um, on their side, not against them. It's not us and them, it's we, right? How do you create we, right? Um, and I think the, the third thing would be what you talked about earlier. Before you make a decision, before you try to change something, before you, you know, approach an issue, think from the outside in and act from the inside out. Those would be my three. 
That's great advice. Well, I thank you so much for joining today. There's so many things that we were able to take away from this conversation in a short amount of time. So I invite everybody to, I will include the link for her book. I invite everybody to read it. I'll also include the link for her TEDx so you guys can watch that as well. And also some links for for you to follow uh, Barbara on LinkedIn as well and her website. So lots of different areas to find her. She's a phenomenal speaker. And thank you so much for joining today. Thanks for having me, Danielle. It was my pleasure. Take care. Thank you. Well, for those of you that have tuned in, I invite you share this episode with your friends, your family, especially women that you know that are in that area where they want to accelerate their career. They want to create their seat at the table and share this episode with others. Of course, if you enjoyed today's episode, I invite you Go ahead, subscribe, write a comment. I always enjoy hearing from you. If you tag me in today's episode, I will also send you a free workbook on how to create balance in your life and accelerate your career. So thank you for tuning in and create an intentional day. Thank you for listening to the Unstoppable Grit Podcast with Danielle Cobo. If you found today's episode resonating and inspiring, kindly take a moment to craft a review. Your review holds the potential for Apple and Spotify to share the Unstoppable Grit podcast with others. Furthermore, consider extending the ripple effect by sharing this episode with those around you, family, friends, colleagues, and anyone who could benefit from the insights and stories shared here. Also, be sure to visit daniellecobo.com for more resources on cultivating resilience and unleashing your inner grit. We'll be back soon with another empowering episode. Until then, be unstoppable.